0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Solemnity of the Nativity of John the Baptist. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And with your spirit. and And you, my brothers and sisters, to pray pray for for me to the Lord our God.
0: May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy.
0: Christ, have mercy.
1: Christ, have mercy.
0: Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy.
0: Glory to God in the highest,
1: and and on earth earth. peace Peace to people people
0: of goodwill. have mercy on us. For For you you alone alone are the Holy One, One. you alone alone are the Lord, you you alone alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the the Father. Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who raised up St John the Baptist to make ready a nation fit for Christ the Lord, give your people, we pray, the grace of spiritual joys And direct the hearts of all the faithful into the way of salvation and peace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen.
2: A reading from the prophet Isaiah Islands, listen to me, pay attention, remotest peoples. The Lord called me before I was born. From my mother's womb, he pronounced my name. He made my mouth a sharp sword, and hid me in the shadow of his hand. He made me into a sharpened arrow, and concealed me in the, his quiver. He said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I shall be glorified. While I was thinking, I have toiled in vain, I have exhausted myself for nothing. And all the while my cause was with the Lord, my reward with my God. I was honoured in the eyes of the Lord, my God was my strength. And now the Lord has spoken, he who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, to gather Israel to him. It is not enough for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back the survivors of Israel." I will make you the light of the nations, so that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be to God.
2: I praise you, for I am wonderfully made.
3: I praise you, for I am wonderfully made.
2: O Lord, you search me, and you know my name. You know my resting and my rising. You discern my purpose from afar. You mark when I walk or lie down. All my ways lie open to you.
3: I praise you, for I am wonderfully made.
2: For it was you who created my being, knit me together in my mother's womb. I thank you for the wonder of my being, for the wonders of all your creation.
3: I praise you, for I am wonderfully made.
2: Already you knew my soul. My body held no secret from you when I was being fashioned in secret and moulded in the depths of the earth.
3: I praise you, for I am wonderfully made. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles Paul said, God made David the king of our ancestors, of whom he approved in these words. I have selected David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, Who will carry out my whole purpose. To keep his promise, God has raised us for Israel, one of David's descendants, Jesus, as Saviour whose coming was heralded by John when he proclaimed a baptism of repentance for the whole people of Israel. Before John ended his career he said, I am not the one you imagine me to be, that one is coming after me, and I am not fit to undo his sandal. My brothers, sons of Abraham's race, and all you who fear God, this message of salvation is meant for you. The word of the Lord.
2: Thanks be to God.
3: Alleluia, alleluia. You, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. You will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. Alleluia. The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
3: A reading from the Holy
0: Gospel according to Luke.
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: The time came for Elizabeth to have her child, and she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbours and relations heard that the Lord had shown her so great a kindness, they shared her joy. Now on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. They were going to call him Zechariah after his father, but his mother spoke up. No, she said, he is to be called John. They said to her, but no one in your family has that name, and made signs to his father to find out what he wanted him called. The father asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they were all astonished. At that instant, his power of speech returned, and he spoke and praised God. All their neighbours were filled with awe, and the whole affair was talked about throughout the hill country of Judea. All those who heard of it treasured it in their hearts. What will this child turn out to be, they wondered. And indeed, the hand of the Lord was with him. Meanwhile, the child grew up, and his spirit matured, and he lived out in the wilderness until the day he appeared openly to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: In the Gospel that we've heard, there's this strange controversy that takes place around this question of the name of John the Baptist. Elizabeth wants to name the child John, but everyone else around just kind of goes, now hang on a second, that's not the custom, you know, should be called Zechariah after his father. But Zechariah interjects and says, look, no, no, his name is John. It's curious to note the kind of stir that this creates among the people who are standing around. They're all astonished, say the scriptures. Now, clearly, Zechariah is doing something that's really out of the ordinary. It's something that makes the people stand up and take note of this child. And they all start wondering, well, what's this kid going to turn out to be? Now, this controversy around the name probably is a little bit mystifying to us these days because we don't seem to understand names in the same way that they did in the time of Christ. The crowd were really surprised at the choice of John the Baptist's name because it wasn't a name that was common to the family. Now, for us, it's kind of the opposite, almost. It's important to be unique in naming children. And, you know, Hollywood certainly leads the way in giving children unique names like Apple or Blanket or Rocket. Other times when we're naming kids these days, we we try to be guided about, you know, whether or not the name will result in the child being teased. You know, we might think about words that rhyme with a particular name or if, if the name sounds like something it's not supposed to. Clearly, the celebrities who named their kids Apple and Blanket and Rocket weren't thinking too much about their kids getting teased, but there you have it. But the question of a name in the Old Testament wasn't just about whether it sounded good or was unique. The name said something about who the person was and something of the mission that God had entrusted them with. And this is why God often changes people's names We hear about Abram, who becomes Abraham, because this new name means father of many nations. And then, you know, of course, in the New Testament, Jesus changes Simon, his apostle, to Peter, meaning rock, the rock on which he would build his church. So when Zechariah insists on calling his son John, like the angel instructed him, what he's naming his child is God is gracious. That's the meaning of the name John. God is gracious. And we know from Luke's gospel that both Zechariah and Elizabeth, they're pretty much past the age of being parents, and yet here they are conceiving and bearing a son because God is gracious. He gives gifts. When you look at the birth of John the Baptist, you can see that he's rightly named You may remember the story that Luke tells about the announcement of John's birth. Zechariah, who was a member of the priestly tribe, was chosen by lot to go into the temple and to burn incense at the golden altar. Now, the burning of incense, I mean, even now, you know, we use it in the Catholic liturgy as a symbol of our prayers rising to God. So twice a day at morning and in the evening, a priest was chosen in order to go into the temple and to burn incense. Effectively, what Zechariah was doing was offering up the prayers of Israel to God. And it's while he's doing that that Zechariah receives an apparition from an angel that tells him, look, your prayer's been heard. Now, now we don't know precisely which prayer the angel's referring to, but you know, if you read between the lines, I suppose it's safe to assume that it's the prayer that he and his wife Elizabeth had been making for a child. And granting such a gift to this old couple is indeed a sign that God is gracious. But that doesn't fully describe the whole reason why John is named as such. When we look at the function that Zechariah was performing in burning the incense in the temple, he wasn't just burning incense for himself. The smoke rising to God wasn't just a sign of his own personal prayers going up to God, but Zechariah, as a priest, was acting on behalf of the whole people of Israel. So when the angel says, you know, your prayer has been heard, it's not just, okay, this is the prayer of Zechariah and Elizabeth. It's also the prayer of the whole nation of Israel that God has heard. But which prayer? The great expectation of Israel was the coming of the Messiah. And this was Israel's great prayer, that the promised one, the one who would come and restore the fortunes of Israel, the one who would make it a beacon of light to the nations, a son of David who would restore the throne of David and reign forever, this is the prayer of Israel. Lord, remember your promise and remember your people. Now all these expectations of Israel are fulfilled in the coming of Christ but in a way that's so completely unexpected and the law and the prophets find their perfect fulfillment in a heavenly and not just you know in a political way but all of this begins with the announcement of the birth of John the Baptist the first moment of the announcement of the coming of the Messiah And so John the Baptist is named John, not just because God is gracious to Zechariah and Elizabeth, but because God is gracious to Israel and to the whole world. The angel says to Zechariah, your prayer has been heard, but this isn't just their own prayer for a child. It's the prayer of all of Israel for a child, for a Messiah, for a Redeemer. And all the onlookers wonder what will become of this child, John. But already at this early point, we can see that his whole life is going to be geared toward the proclamation that God is gracious, that he is the one who has sent into the world a great gift, and that the Messiah is coming. And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the the Father Father Almighty. Almighty, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
1: For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever.
0: Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion.
1: My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test. And deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.